Happy Friday, everyone. Leading into today, dairy markets have been rallying pretty hard, most notably class three milk, cheese, and butter. However, class three milk and cheese are experiencing a slight sell-off heading into the weekend. That's likely a result of some profit-taking here, as we saw earlier in the day that the spot market action was quite strong on cheese. But we do have the butter market looking spry, despite the fact the U.S. has incredibly high inventories. Support on butter is due to the combination of vaccine optimism, expectations for food service demand to rise, as well as inflation. It also helps that inventories are low outside of the U.S., so international fat markets are strong as well. We'll be chatting more about international demand and markets in today's episode, as this week was focused around the global dairy trade auction in New Zealand and U.S. February export data. Lucas, kick us off with some key takeaways from those strong export numbers we saw. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a surprising Wednesday morning when we got this U.S. dairy export and import data. I think a lot of the commentary lately has been revolving around the shipping and logistical difficulties that we've seen and the incredible difficulty that exporters have seen getting product onto containers and overseas That said, February data was quite strong. We saw year-over-year gains on every product that we track except for lactose. It was an impressive month for non-fat dry milk. Um, Product higher to Mexico, Southeast Asia, China, Pakistan, Peru. Basically, most of the top countries that we shipped to saw stronger demand. While Mexico product was higher against a fairly weak prior year comparable value, I think the, the product moving to Asia was the most impressive I do think that some of this was likely explained that it was SMP or product that was maybe made and booked back in December before the shipping difficulties really ramped up here into Q1. So I don't think that these numbers have staying power into March and into Q2. On cheese, just a little bit stronger versus prior year. Butter, though, strongest monthly butter exports since July 2014. You did mention fat prices. I think even though U.S. butter isn't always desired globally, the value-priced U.S. product was certainly caught the eye of foreign buyers, and we saw more product than usual move overseas. I think finally on dry whey, higher year-over-year volume for the 13th consecutive month. Spot has broken down a little bit here into the end of this week, but we're still at incredibly high levels there as Chinese purchasing continues. China took 53% market share of U.S. dry whey exports in February. Pretty impressive. We did have an extra week between auctions into April, and after three weeks of uncertainty, the global dairy trade auction reflected overall strength. Chinese demand was still there, but not quite as aggressive as they have been, which meant other regions had the chance to jump in and fill their needs as well. Lucas, can you break down what the high ground Intel team thought was most important at this event? Certainly. It was a bit of a shift from some of the GDT activity that we had seen in February and March auctions. Uh, You mentioned that China stepped back a little bit here at this auction this week, but that allowed other regions to step in and purchase product after being you know, priced out of the market or a little bit, I think, scared to purchase at the high prices in February and March. 
Eventually, though, I think demand is still strong globally, and these other regions had to bite the bullet and pay up for product. What this meant to us was we were maybe initially into March a little concerned that prices would tank as soon as China stepped out of the market, but with other regions stepping in that prevented a decline and certainly shows high ground that these high values have some staying power. C2 whole milk powder unchanged there as other regions stepped in, skim and fats climbing higher. I think it speaks to the interesting dynamic around the globe with U.S. having some export difficulties, New Zealand certainly having the product, but with the highest prices in years, demand is still strong and will be, I think, through the second quarter at least. You know, the biggest risk to those New Zealand sourced dairy commodities will likely be if we see a stronger than expected spring flush from the EU, which we're unsure about given that Germany and France struggled to produce incremental milk, while any improvement in the freight situation may pressure New Zealand skim milk powder given that the U.S. is heading into spring flush and will have plenty of product to ship at a competitive value. Thanks so much, Lucas, and we hope everyone in Chicago stays dry over the weekend as April showers are very much in action. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.